LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Maddie Galea. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Hello, Derek. Hello, Maddie. Now, Maddie, today we are—we've uh, got someone on who is from our nation's capital, Canberra. Let me put you on the spot. Oh no! What is your favourite thing about Canberra? Oh, okay. Oh, look, I love. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold on a second. What did you think I was going to ask there? I want to ask that question. Maybe something political, and oh, we haven't no. heard about the election just Can't yet. Go in there, no. Tell yeah. me something. Your favourite thing about Canberra? Look, I, I do I did love Questacon growing up. I loved I love slime. I you know and the free fall that they had and the guillotine. Questacon is a I'm sure there's more than a year six experience on a camp, but um, Canberra is a nice place. Do you have a favourite part of Canberra? Oh, I was going to say Questacon as well. In fact, <laughs> yeah. uh, the one thing today is brought to you thanks to uh, <laughs> Questacon and Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. But for now. You press play on another episode of The One Thing, Should I Do a 360? All right, now we have a special guest on today, uh, Joan Parry, who is from Southside Bible Church in our nation's capital, Canberra. Welcome, Joan. Uh, good to be here with you, Derek. Uh, just wanted to add that there are other things in Canberra. Cam- Questacon is not the one thing in Canberra. I can take plenty of places which are not Questacon. <laughs> well... What's your favourite thing? Because we've only got 15 minutes and so obviously that wouldn't nearly be enough to capture what was in Canberra. What's your favourite thing in Canberra? My favourite thing in Canberra is probably not many people know who are outside from Canberra. There's a place down the road from where we live called the Canberra Pool. It's a nice river that flows down there, the Murray-Busy River, very low-key, away from all the politicians and it's beautiful on a summer day. (laughs) Away from all the politicians. (laughs) Uh, that's good. Okay, now, Jam, what's your what's your role at Southside? I'm one of the pastors. Uh, at the moment, I'm the pastor for discipleship and local missions at Southside Bible Church. Excellent. Um, now, you uh, you approached us a little while ago to uh, to do a 360. Can you talk to us a little bit about what your experience of a 360 review was like? Look, maybe I'll just talk about a bit of my background. Maybe that can help the listeners understand why. I've, gone for this. Uh, I, I have a corporate background for 10 or, 10 or 12 years before I uh, went into paid ministry at the church. And in my corporate background, I used to do 360s once every, I don't know, three or four years as part of my job. It's just a regular thing that we did uh, in the departments that I worked at. Uh, so I've, I've always found them a bit unnerving to do, but overall, I think the benefits do outweigh the cost of doing one. Did you find anything particularly helpful um, or any insights as a result of the 360? As I was uh, doing the 360, it just made me aware of uh, particular areas uh, in the ministry that I should be uh, uh, involved in, which is, which is useful. Uh, and I'm also learning the more about the church that I'm serving in. Uh, as you look at these questions and you look at how the ministry is maturing across the different, I think the 12 categories that are in the Geneva Push 360, that were in the Geneva Push 360. 
whilst people were sharing their experience of their ministry of their ministry with me i'm actually learning more about them and the church mm. by doing the 360 um a couple of areas that came up in my 360 which uh, which were helpful and i've learned from them one is in the area of training up new leaders uh, which has kind of prompted me to put mts on the radar in my church a uh, couple other things, minor things that came up, like decentralizing our administration a little bit in the church, which has been helpful, um, and strengthening our oversight of fellowship groups. These things were particular insights that, that not necessarily things I've learned about myself, it's things which I've learned about the ministry in the church. But one thing I did learn uh, was the need to be a better listener. Because uh, in ministry, we tend to talk a lot uh, <laughs> and <laughs> end up saying dumb things. So it's good to be. So, yeah, I've probably learned a little bit about being a better listener mm. uh, as a minister of the gospel. Can I ask, Jane, you, um, you mentioned before you, when you were thinking about doing this, um, some of the reasons why you came into it. But you didn't do this in reaction to there being big problems in church. It's not as if you were trying to fix a massive issue that was happening. This was more a going to the doctor and getting a checkup um, or having, or I'm sure it felt like a group intervention. Um, you know, it, it didn't sound like you were trying to fix a massive problem. This is just a regular checkup. Yeah, I think... You want to avoid a massive problem. That's why you do a 360. I didn't have a massive problem or a crisis in ministry that prompted me to do it. Uh, but it's getting, it's, it's more than just an opinion, Paul. I think in ministry, it's, it's not healthy to be a people pleaser. We're not in ministry to, based on people's opinions. But it's important as a shepherd of God's people, I thought, there should be a sense of humility about us when we serve in the church. And it's a good way to gauge how people's lives are being impacted by our ministry. I think it's better to be proactive than to be reactive as well as a leader. So 360 help, helps, helps us to do that. Uh, so you've mentioned some of the, the helpful insights that have come uh, through the 360. What are some of the tangible changes that have happened as a result? Um, We've tried to de decentralize our administration a little bit more and to be intentional about um, training up leaders. So uh, that's prompted us to uh, reinvigorate our involvement in MTS uh, and having a, a little bit more pastoral oversight over the training up of small group leaders in our church. Uh, so that's been helpful for us. We have... Um, quarterly sorry uh, we have a fellowship a small group leaders meetings which were kind of on and off but they happen more uh, once a term uh, which came about because one of the feedbacks that we identified not just for me as a ministry as a whole is the equipping of small group leaders that's an area that we're trying to focus on in our church um yeah there's a couple of things and you didn't do this by yourself, did you? Like you did it. Obviously, the 360 was about you. Like your name was on the report. But when you sat down and unpacked it, it was with the leaders of your church as well. Didn't it? So how did they engage with your 360? Yeah, that's a good question, Derek. Uh, so the 360 
uh, was done across, I think about 35 people across the church were invited. I think 20, I think about a 20 responded. That's across uh, eldership team or a leadership team. Uh, the staff on my, uh, while working with me uh, on the staff team and direct reports and key ministry leaders and church members. So there's a wide cross section of people involved in, the, in, in, in doing the surveys. Uh, so when I got my 360 back, one of the most useful things I found was it was a facilitated session with you, Derek, <laughs> with uh, the elders on my leadership team, which was uh, very insightful uh, to have uh, a third party moderate uh, the outcomes and communicating them in a way that makes sense. Uh, rather than just giving us a report. I thought the facilitated session was helpful in getting a holistic understanding of not just what Jan is like, which is useful, that's what the 360 is for, but also how the ministry is like, how the church is functioning. And that gives us a lot of ideas as elders to see, and I, okay, actually, this is not just a Jan issue, this is a church issue. So let's put some, uh, put some thought into that. Uh, so that was helpful for us as a collective leadership team to identify these areas, uh, which we wouldn't have done. I mean, it, we would have done, uh, but the 360 was helpful to, for us to identify those areas. Yeah, it's good. It was interesting facilitating the discussion and being in there because I was watching your leadership team process issues in that room, not necessarily just diagnose the report. So the report just flagged some things which they probably already knew were issues, but it helped them process and have the conversation um, mm. in a way, yeah, hopefully that was helpful for them. Mm. What do you wish you knew before you did the 360? I'd wish I'd known you that uh, people uh, don't often respond to surveys. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few people are asked. Uh, but about, I think, what, 17 to 20, can't remember the exact numbers who responded. Uh, one of the things I learned is that Christians are generally positive when they come to uh, talking about ministers and, uh, and their leaders. I was just going to say that's interesting because there is quite a difference in giving feedback in the written form as opposed to verbal, um, which is you know, and this is always going to be in written form. So it's just something, I guess, to keep in mind. The other thing I was just going to say is, uh, Derek, if you ever sent me a 360, I'm happy to fill it in for you. I won't, I won't leave it. I'll fill in that form just to put that on the record. <laughs> Very generous, Matty. Uh, I will leave you off my list. Um, the, it's, it's interesting though on that journey, isn't it? That we have, when you're in ministry, you, you often hear the, the squeaky wheel quite often. That's the one that you amplify in your head that people in general are thinking. But the thing that 360 nearly always shows when we do it is people are more positive about what's happening often mm -hmm. than, than we feel like they are. Mm -hmm. And so our answers are lower than the congregation's answers. Not to say there's not problems, um, but we often hear the squeaky wheels in day-to-day -day ministry and amplify that out much further than in reality it might be. Um, so yeah, that's, it's an interesting, what your experience of 360 in that essence, in, in that instance is very similar to what other people find as well. Mm. Mm.
for those of us who don't know much about the 316, just the process, can you take us through, um, yeah, walk us through from the beginning of the process to the end? How long did it take? What did that look like? First, you decide to do it. Uh, number two, you identify who in your leadership, in your staff team, want to be, uh, you want involved in the, in, in the, in, in the 360 process uh, and tell Geneva Push, hey, these are the people that I want to be involved in my 360. They'll send out an online survey. Once the survey is completed, uh, they let you know that this is, uh, th these are the outcomes. And then they'll, the most useful part is that that there is a facilitated session where Geneva Push will sit down with you and your, and your leadership team or your board of elders to take you through the 360 process. And that's pretty important. Uh, so yeah, it's a fairly straightforward process. And we like to give our listeners one thing uh, for every podcast. So what is mm. the one thing for today? Uh, the one thing for today is to go out and do a 360. If you've been in ministry, you might be surprised by what you actually learn. It's not going to be perfect. But it is pretty handy to have uh, if you are in ministry. Right. And Derek, what is in the toolbox? Well, I just want to give a shout out to that one thing. That was succinct. That was clear. <laughs> Sometimes I host with people and I ask them for the one thing and it's uh, not nearly that clear. I'm not going to name names. He's not here today. Anyway, what's in the toolbox? <laughs> I get to do the toolbox today. This is exciting. All right, look, if you're in leadership, it is worth doing a 360. Uh, you can go to genevapush.com slash 360 or, you know, build your own tool if you want to do that. Um, we get that. But it is worth, if you're in leadership, doing a 360 on a regular basis. Not every month. Um, just thing, you know, once every couple of years, something like that, just to keep checking in, uh, raising issues with your leadership team uh, and your church and hearing what's actually happening. Uh, Manager Tools, which is a podcast I listen to, has some excellent podcasts on 360. So if you go to manager-tools.com, you can see the link in our show notes. They've got, um, they've got some episodes on that. Worth listening to that podcast. Um, just some very helpful hints on how to uh, lead and manage people. Uh, self-awareness article um, on genevapush.com as well and a self-awareness podcast that we have on the one thing. Uh, I think all of us are becoming increasingly aware of how important it is to be able to be self-aware how we're, we're behaving, we're leading um, and the impact we're having on other people. And that's one of the things that the 360 does, but that article on that podcast are worth digging into. Great. And if you like what you heard today on The One Thing, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment to rate the show on iTunes and even leave us a comment. It's just as we end, I just want to say a very big thank you to Jay and Parry from Southside Bible Church uh, for joining us today. If you're moving to Canberra and you're looking for a great Bible teaching church or you happen to be, not be a Christian or don't know Jesus or want to explore more, Southside Bible Church, uh, go and check it out. Jan, thanks for coming, mate. Thanks, mate. I'll have to show you things other than Questacon next time you're down here. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. I'm Derek Hanna. And I'm Maddie Galea. Chat soon. soon. I didn't get to go to Questacon uh, when I was in high school, because you know, year six, everyone goes to Questacon, everyone to Canberra, I, because we went to the snow the day before and I ate the snow down the bottom of the mountain and I threw up the entire bus trip. I had to be on the bus in the toilet while everyone else was in Questacon. You should have shared that story. <laughs>
Yes. Yes. Yeah, that story. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's my war- It's the warning story. You know, parents have warning stories to their kids. That's my warning story to my kids. Oh, that one. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs>